as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. I hope everyone's doing well. If you've been following my social medias, you will know <coughs> that um, my life has been dumb in the past week and a half. Um, putting in over 60-some hours in work in the past week and a half. It's both weeks, right? 60-some hours the week prior. This this week, another 60-some hours. So something's got to change there, but... That's uh, that's not here nor there or anything to do with the show because we're still rocking and rolling. So episode 114, my name's Davram. I hope you all are doing well. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. I actually, um, I don't know who all I know. Um, uh, Connie at least uh, mentioned, Jack mentioned that they were in the stream today. Uh, for those of you who were hanging out in the stream, maybe lurking, whatever on the YouTube stream, I apologize for rage quitting, but we'll get into, uh, that a little bit later. Uh, I just think some of the things right now in sea of thieves is beyond ridiculous. Um, and it just, with everything going on in life right now, just got to me. Uh, it's not, uh, not very cool. Um, as I was sailing with friends and live and everything, but you know what, with the life stress and trying to play a game with my friends and enjoying it and just, just, just poor development from the rare team, uh, poor quality assurance, poor action on getting things fixed. It just, it just all bubbled up and got to me, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, as we cross that bridge, uh, with the finishing of our, uh, sea of thieves official, uh, podcast review. But before we go any further, I want to, uh, send a special, uh, thank you out Connie. Thank you very much for your comment on the last episode, discussing the, um, exclusivity of some of the items that rare has brought back that were a limited time exclusive at the time. Um, thank you very much for, um, for dropping that comment. Um, in there again, I hope that, uh, a few of the items do stay uh, exclusive, um, just for the players who were there at the time uh, and got them, um, but uh, we, we don't know. Who knows? We'll 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 see where that goes. I hope everyone has got their obsidian banjo. I will give you dates on uh, when that particular thing goes out uh, here in just a few minutes. Um, again, Chartable is where we collect all of our reviews. Again, this is very delayed if you're not in the United States, so I apologize if you have put a five-star review in uh, and it hasn't been collected yet by Chartable, uh, but no new uh, five-star reviews this week, so make sure if you haven't dropped a five-star review, uh, you do that, and if you're outside the United States, I do apologize. It does take several weeks and or months for it to populate in inside the United States. It drops pretty quickly. I'm not sure why, but that's just what chartable says. So, and then finally, I want to welcome uh, and thank all the new subscribers over on the pirate talk radio, YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, please go over to the YouTube channel. Even if you listen to the podcast on, um, on your podcasting apps, <clears throat> please do at least go over to the pirate talk radio, YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash 
at symbol. That's the little uh, symbol on your keyboard. Uh, shift two. Uh, so that's youtube.com slash at pirate talk radio. We'll take you right to there. Please do uh, leave a comment, a like, hit that subscribe button. Really does help the channel out. Uh, and I appreciate all the new subscribers that we've got uh, since the last episode. You guys rock. You guys are awesome. Uh, thank you very much. Make sure you also share Pirate Talk Radio um, to all your networks, to all your friends. If you're on servers, uh, Discord servers, share out Pirate Talk Radio. If you enjoy it, I'm sure there's others that will enjoy it. Let's get the word out and get that spread. Thank you to those who already do that. And finally, thank you to the glorious and notorious patrons who continue uh, to financially contribute to my content and specifically to Pirate Talk Radio. Skimelt. 666 Lane and Stella. Thank you very much for continuing your financial support of the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And if you are interested in becoming a patron starting as low as a dollar a month, go over to patreon.com slash Davram TV. You can check out all of the perks that you can get uh, for becoming a patron. So Again, thank you very much. Let's get into the news. We had a Sea of Thieves news uh, video that just uh, just came out this week. Um, getting ready for the Monkey Island release coming up uh, this this coming week, July twentieth. Um, we'll get the first Tall Tale uh, for Monkey Island, and with that comes obviously a patch. And with that also comes some new goodies for you to get your hands on. So first off, let's talk Obsidian Banjo Pack. So that pack comes with the Obsidian Banjo, uh, I believe the Compass and the Ship's Hall. That is a perk, uh, and you get that pack for free if you have Game Pass Ultimate. That deal is good only until August 5th. So make sure if you want the Obsidian Banjo, which we haven't seen since the t-shirt years ago, if you want that banjo, uh, if you don't have the banjo, make sure you go claim your perk. We've seen the hull before. We've seen the compass before. Um, not much, but that obsidian set is definitely something that a lot of people want to get their hands on. And this is available for free. If you have Xbox game pass ultimate, if you're interested in the instructions on how to do that, go check out last week's episode 113 on YouTube. I walk through on screen, or you can listen to it if you're good at following audio instructions, but make sure you get that and claim your free perk with game pass ultimate. If you don't have game pass ultimate, you can always subscribe to game pass ultimate get your perk and unsubscribe if you want but sea of thieves definitely does perks on that so if you want some freebies um and i put freebies in quotes because obviously you're paying for game pass ultimate but it does go to support the studio and that is a a very good uh, good thing Twitch drops, seeathieves.com slash twitch dash drops for more information and linking your account. But new Twitch drops arrive July 28th through the 31st. Uh, it's the next iteration of the Eastern Winds color adjustments. This is the Ruby Eastern Winds um, collection. One hour per drop. I believe it's going to be partners only, um, but one hour per drop on Twitch. You can get the bucket, the lantern, the shovel, and the trumpet with four total hours of watching a Sea of Thieves partner, making sure you claim every single hour. If you do have a computer, I would strongly suggest using Google Chrome. Uh, especially so you don't have to just sit there for an entire hour. Uh, Captain Logan uh, uh, gave me this amazing 
extension. So there is uh, an extension for Google Chrome called Automatic Twitch Drops. Uh, you can install that. It's really lightweight on your browser. Open up a partner um, with that extension installed, and guess what? It's going to auto-claim those drops for you so you don't have to sit in front of your computer uh, or remember to claim them on your phone or whatever um, every hour. So great uh, extension. Uh, I know the point of these is to drive uh, interaction, help uh, partners grow and stuff like that. But quite frankly, uh, four hours of total watch time when you're just having to sit there and, and remember to claim for a lot of people, including myself, that's a lot of time um, away from doing other things. Um, and so you don't want to miss that. So I strongly suggest getting your computer Google Chrome on your computer with the automatic Twitch drops extension um, and get that taken care of. So again, Ruby. Eastern Winds color uh, coloration, July 28th through the 31st. Bucket, Lantern, Shovel, and Trumpet. The Pirate Emporium is getting a nice little update for new things for you to purchase and support Rare with. Um, all inspired by Monkey Island in general. Uh, there is a new pocket animal emote. It is the pocket seagull emote. It is very adorable and very well designed. You can claim your free emote, uh, zero ancient coins for the spin shooter emote. Looks kind of cool. Doing a little, little dabby dab when you uh, kill someone, um, you know, you can do that, but it's a free emote that you can claim. Um, these all hit on July 20th with the launch of Legend of Monkey Island. Uh, and then there is a whole series of pirate um, and ship cosmetics based around the villain LeChuck from the Monkey Island um, IP. There is a full ship set, which quite frankly looks amazing. A lot of cool, dark, red, fiery um, um, items on that. Again, not the cannon flares look cool. I don't like cannon flares. Um, but uh, overall, well-designed ship, great color combination together, um, just really well. I think it goes good with the Dark Warsmith um, um, stuff, so you can make a really cool, um, evil-looking, dark ship um, combining those two uh, together. There's also a LeChuck costume and a LeChuck-inspired weapon set that you can get from the Pirate Emporium starting on July 20th. And there's also, if you're a pet person, um, I don't understand why you would be a pet person in the game. They just get in the way and they're annoying. But if you enjoy the pets in Sea of Thieves, there is a new pet model that is coming on the 20th. It is a poodle. So if you like poodles, I don't know if there's going to be color variants, uh, but it is a white poodle. Um, and again, that launches with the legend of monkey Island on July 20th. Okay. So let's dive back into what we were talking about at the end of the last, um, um, podcast episode 113 and continue our deep dive into the official sea of thieves podcast. I think there was a lot of great information, um, in that podcast. There was some information I would have liked to have more of just because of the length of time from the last update, but we did get a lot of good information based on community questions, um, and all of that stuff. So, um, let's start off with story specifically leading into these new tall tales with legend of Mon monkey Island. So it was addressed about the Flameheart storyline. Obviously, um, since we trapped Pandragon in the painting, um, the Flameheart storyline has kind of faded. You know, we, uh, that was supposed to be the final bit, um, of his resurrection. So 
Mike addressed this and said, you know, Flameheart has been resurrected and currently he is in the Sea of Thieves plotting his official return. And he dove into this very deeply. And and I, I didn't really think of it this way because of the length of time I've played this game and the length of time a lot of people have played this game. We see, we've seen Flameheart since Heart of Fire, right? We've had this, this brewing Flameheart, Seabound Soul, Heart of Fire, rumors of him. We had the floating head in the sky when we, when we uh, helped Pandragon release him into spirit form. We've had several adventure series and, and, and uh, stints with dealing with Flameheart. But in all honesty, aside from a floating shit talking head in the sky, we've never actually seen Flameheart in his physical form. We have the books um, that deal with Flameheart. We've had the little bits in game, but in general, we've never had Flameheart in the Sea of Thieves. Uh, again, aside from spirit form and kind of these rumors. So Mike kind of addressed this as it is taking some time in order to get this out, but end of the day, it needs to be handled properly because Flameheart is a integral villain inside the Sea of Thieves, and this will be his grand reveal, right? So he's never been in physical form. We don't know what that's going to look like, and they're very much focused on making sure this isn't a one-and-done, splash-in-the-pan uh, style villain. We've, we've led up to this point for a very long time over the course of years. Now he's getting his official introduction in a physical form into sea of thieves and they want to make sure that's handled properly. They want to make sure, um, it's not a one and done type thing, whether they execute on that. I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of their fights nowadays are becoming more and more easy. In fact, in the stream that I just got done with, I thought the ship fleet was that we were on a galleon and the ship fleet was a joke. Like we sailed into it, waited for a little bit. One ship spawned. We killed that ship. We had plenty of time to get all the loot on board before a next ship spawned. We didn't get double ships. We didn't get back to back ships. It was one, then wait, then one, then wait. It just seemed really easy. And I know they're trying to make the game, um, you know, scale with different players, uh, crew sizes. They're trying to make it sure it's accessible for new players versus veteran players. I get that, but there is a certain point where you've trivialized stuff. And I feel that some of the things have become trivialized right now. And since there's no ability for players to scale it, um, by themselves, right. You just have to go get a bigger ship. Um, and it's still, it doesn't scale it very hard. There's no scaling feature in the game that players can just choose. I want to be on hard mode with my four crew galleon. That's not in the game. So in general, I think a lot of stuff has become trivial, trivial and became way too easy. Whether they change that back, whether they slowly start to inject some challenge back into it, I don't know. Um, I think right now the challenge is with the systems that the game offers and not so much the encounters. I want them to focus on the systems and make sure the game is fair and fun um, when you play because right now it's not fair and that really hurts the fun in certain situations. For example, what we ran into today, which we'll get to in a minute. So back to Flameheart. Um, so again, this is his official release, right? This is his official, um, um, launch. We've not had him physically informed. So rare is trying to make sure this is, is really, really good. Um, and with that being said, part of that introduction of Flameheart is going to happen in the legend of, uh, monkey Island. Um, the quote from Mike was Flameheart will be a major element 
in Monkey Island. Again, it's in the Sea of the Damned. We know the Dark Brethren is in the Sea of the Damned. Um, we know that Flameheart has had the ability um, to kind of traverse with his spirit into the Sea of the Damned. Who knows what he's done as far as in the back end before this Monkey Island is taking place to influence LeChuck, to influence Combat Island and Melee Island, Monkey Island, sorry, not Combat Island, Melee Island and, um, and Monkey Island. Who knows what the spirit of Flameheart prior to the resurrection did to influence the actions which we are going to see when we actually get to go to Melee Island on the 20th. But it sounds like Flameheart is going to be a major player, either from what he's done when he was a spirit working in the uh, in the Sea of the Damned, or now as an influence from the Sea of the Thieves in physical form on things in the Sea of the Damned. We don't know, but it has been said that he will be a major element in the Legend of Monkey Island uh, series of Tall Tales. So I'm anxious to see what that looks like. Um, obviously I'm anxious to see these characters, these new characters to see a thieves. And I first have to take a moment and apologize. I did say several episodes ago that I was going to record and do a, uh, um, a, a series on the return of monkey Island. I did download return of monkey Island, but unfortunately with how life has been in work, I have not had the chance to even log in and play any of, uh, the game and with the, with the launch this week and with how work has been with, with all the hours I've had to put in, um, I don't foresee me being able to get that done. I do apologize. I did say that I was going to do that, but I did not foresee, um, this particular life stuff coming up. I have tried to add, um, um, some content to the YouTube more so than just the podcast from live streaming to my playthrough of the last adventure. Again, I'm, I'm really, really trying to get some of this stuff out to you guys and not just have the podcast on the YouTube. So it's something you can come back and enjoy some content on. Um, I, I, I am trying, so leave me in the comments, some stuff that you would like me to see me do what you would like to see on the YouTube. Um, and just, just let me know because I, again, with whatever time I have, I will try my best in order to provide some quality and fun content for you guys on the YouTube. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about community day. So it was also brought up that there will be a community day on the near future, which makes sense, um, because of the launch of monkey Island and things like that. However, community day is no more community day is dead. It's gone. We have evolved it and, and we've made it better according to rare last time they did a community day, it was community weekend and it turned out to be really awesome. I had a lot of fun, played a lot of hours with my friends, streamed a lot of hours. It was great fun. Um, and what it was determined was because they extended it for an entire weekend, it gave more players the chance to log in and have fun and enjoy the perks uh, and really have a time where they could set aside and say, I'm going to play Sea of Thieves quite a bit this weekend with my friends, knock out some emissaries, knock out some ledgers, knock out some hourglasses, whatever your, your taste is. Um, and it went over really well. So community day is out and community weekend is in. So the future of community day will be community weekend for the seeable future, which is great. In my opinion, I thought community weekend went really well last time. Um, I thought, 
Uh, it was pulled off well. I thought the perks were fun. Um, you know, obviously we get the flag, we get the discounts on the website, like just a lot of cool stuff and, and just celebrating, um, the community, uh, around sea of thieves, because if anything from July has shown anything, the community of sea of thieves is very strong with festive legends, which I was able to make, make it to, uh, to sea of thieves fest, which unfortunately I was not there. I know several of you were and had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully next year I can make it back. But uh, it was just great and great to see. And it did suck that uh, uh, the live stream for uh, Sea of Thieves Fest did get suspended because of a live DMCA. Um, but that's how it is. Live streaming, it's how it is. I, I understand that uh, the longest Johns does allow their music to be played um, um, for Sea of Thieves events. They were playing live, and it just so happens that the the automatic DMCA monster uh, just decided to, to rear its head. But that's the life of, of live streaming on Twitch. Uh, I did enjoy seeing the panels. Um, I hope uh, next year and in the future that maybe they might set up some remote cameras around the venue so it's not just a splash screen between the panels and, and the live events and you can actually see people milling around and having a good time. Maybe even having a camera set up where people can come up and wave to the live stream or something like that. I, I don't know. It, it's much more than they did uh, last year so again we're growing and building on it. Um, but absolutely congratulations to that amazing crew over there, uh, in the UK, putting together another very successful, uh, sea of thieves fist growing it hand over fist from last year. Uh, what a great crew they were. I got to spend some time with them last year doing the podcast, uh, and on some transit back and forth from London. And I will tell you, those guys are 100% dedicated to this community, 100% dedicated to that event. And it clearly shows with how amazing it was. And I wasn't even there and I had goosebumps and enjoyed just watching, um, the live panels and stuff like that. So again, congratulations to see a thief fest on another great year. And I hope to see you guys very, very soon. For those creators out there who may be listening to this show, um, they are also working on Creator Crew updates. So Creator Crew was initially established as a way for people, no matter how big or small, um, kind of like the affiliate program of Twitch, where a small creator can can earn cool things, um, but not quite where the partners are with the Twitch drops and stuff like that. So the Creator Crew program was really cool and, and really awesome, but has sat kind of stagnant for a very long time. And there's nothing really there on a Sea of Thieves side to incentivize people to push more um, to become a really good Sea of Thieves creator. And again, I know that it's all based on Twitch, which kind of sucks. And the partner program is based on Twitch um, and YouTube, which again, kind of sucks because I know uh, my podcast is growing really great. I know uh, the Keel Hall podcast it does amazing work, and there's a lot of great, great content creators out there that are not on Twitch, that are not on YouTube, that can't be considered to be a Sea of Thieves partner because of how that program is. So I hope as they're working on revamping the Creator Crew program, I hope they start to look at their creator engagement programs across the board and start to look at um, artists podcasters and things like that in order to, you know, give perks, uh, for those creators who are advocates for the game, who provide content to their, to their folks. And that rare gets, you know, free publicity basically, um, because, you know, they're not paying me to do this show. They're not paying Logan to do this show. They're not paying 
any of the artists or cosplayers to do the amazing stuff that they're doing, but it's free advertising and publicity for them. And it would be nice that Sea of Thieves honors them um, and gives us a program and things to work to um, um, through their um, through their channels. So I don't know what options they have there. I know Twitch has a great program with the drops and, and things like that. They can link that partner program to, but they're a very creative studio and I hope they, they get creative on the community side, the creative side and start to think of ways that non uh, Twitch streamers, non big YouTubers can also participate um, and, and feel honored for the content that they do. Um, so let's go into, um, I guess the next thing I want to talk about, I'm saving one of the topics for the end because I know it's going to get a little, uh, a little heated. So, um, let's talk about cheating. We had the, um, we had the press release not too long ago that we reviewed, um, on the, the, the stream. I had some things to talk about, about it. I think in general, everyone agrees that it's good that rare is being transparent around their cheating program. And they're continuing to work with Microsoft. They're continuing to work with, um, with, uh, internally to come up with, with ways, um, to, to, to solve these particular cheating issues. And on top of that, Microsoft themselves are actually getting involved. So let me just read this tweet from Xbox. Um, that just happened uh, about three days ago or two days ago. Uh, so enhancing player well-being and safety is always a priority. We're adding voice reporting to our Xbox safety features, giving you the means to capture and report inappropriate voice activity on any multiplayer game with in-game voice chat. Um, there's more details at news.xbox.com if you would like to dive into that. Um, but it's a simple Xbox reporting, uh, supporting safer community for all Xbox players. Capture, report, game on. So not only is Rare taking stances on this and, and, and attempting to help make the game a better place, a safer place, both from text standpoint, from cheating standpoint, from now, obviously this says any game that has in-game chat, which Sea of Thieves does, to now voice and harassment and, and stuff like that over voice. I think this is fantastic, and I'm so glad that Xbox is really getting involved here, helping these small studios um, to, to come up with more ways in order to keep their game clean and fun. Again, we're adults here. There's adults that play this game. Adults use, you know, adult language. However, there is a limit. There is 100% a limit and people need to be held accountable for what they say and what they do, not only in real life, but in the digital world as well. So I'm, I'm very pleased that Xbox is taking a stance as well. And I hope they really, really put some of that big funding um, behind this and really help these small studios, smaller studios, medium, and even their big studios make their game more inclusive and more fun for players where players can log in without the anxiety of, am I going to be harassed for who I am or anything about me or my life? or just having to deal with inappropriate behavior and inappropriate uh, uh, text and voice. So well done, Xbox, and well done, Rare. So a few things from the podcast. Joe Neat sp spoke a lot about this um, um, on this is 
the big issue with Sea of Thieves cheating and and harassing and stuff like that is it's a very, 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 if we did the math, you know, um, in general of the player base of Sea of Thieves, the cheaters are a very small percentage. However, that small percentage has a very huge impact, right? If you encounter a cheater, if you deal with a cheater, if you deal with several cheaters over the course of a week or a month, it really starts to be a huge impact on your gaming session. So Joe wanted to call out, it sucks that they have to spend so much resources on such a small percentage of the players who can't play within the rules of the game. Um, but they have to, because that small percentage of players is having a huge negative impact in the overall play of the game. They reiterated that they have a zero tolerance policy and they want to continue to ensure that these small group of people are not going to continue to ruin the games for others. Obviously they couldn't go into um, the details of things that they're doing. Joe said, you know, they've implemented some things. We went over the numbers of how many people were, um, um, have been banned or, or permanently banned and suspended. Um, if you're interested in that, uh, discussion, um, I believe, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was a few episodes ago. Um, check the, check the old episodes out from, 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 you know, last month and you'll find it in there. Um, just look at the, the YouTube thumbnails if you, if you need, um, or the show notes and it'll kind of break that down for you. What, when we talked about it, if you missed the, um, uh, missed it on the website, but the, the big thing is protecting the core experience of sea of thieves, which is not a game, um, that is welcome, uh, to cheaters. No game should be welcome to cheaters, but, um, you know, rare is doing best they can i would say um uh, with this i think um in the future i think with some of the work that they're doing um and expanding the harshness of their systems in order to catch these cheaters the zero tolerance policy needs to continue um and and they just need to keep iterating and they need to keep building it right um uh, they'll never you'll never in gaming catch in a multiplayer live service game you will never catch a all the cheaters right that it, it is a constant drain on your resources that you have to do in order to keep the integrity and the core experience of your game true it's just the nature of live service games because human beings are shitheads and human beings as long as they're interacting with multiplayer video games will figure out no matter how small the population is will figure out how to cheat and exploit in, in order to make sure that they feel like their penis is huge even though it's not and that's just the end of the day how it is um so i'm glad that rare is going to continue to invest in this and i just hope the investment in 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 focusing on the integrity of their game through getting rid of cheaters does not take too many resources away from the other bits of the game that clearly clearly need um work Another good descriptor was used by Mike on this. Again, Joe took most of the topics um, on the cheating piece, but Mike had something really good to say, and I think it puts um, the entire cheating um, in Sea of Thieves into a uh, good perspective, which is this is an arms race. Every time Sea of Thieves comes up uh, uh, with a way of catching cheaters, punishing cheaters, cheaters then find new ways to cheat. So it is an arms race. Who has the bigger weapons? Um, I think unfortunately the cheaters will always have the bigger weapons, but 
if Rare can make their weapons even bigger, there will only be a certain amount of cheaters that will be able to either afford or be able to develop a system of cheating. Um, if Rare really heavily invests in really strong anti-cheats. Very few games out there have have anti-cheats that are are... 100%. In fact, I don't think any of them have a 100%. Uh, but some of them have anti-cheats that are much better than what Sea of Thieves has. And again, cheating in Sea of Thieves has went on for a long time, but because of the introduction of the hourglass and that competitive side, it's just becoming more vis- uh, more visible now. So it is an arms race. And I liked that, um, the way that, um, that, that, that Mike took a picture of it. And, and, um, Joe finished uh, this conversation with saying they are looking at a bigger picture um, as far as changes, right? Obviously, with the announcement from Microsoft and Xbox saying that they're instituting the um, the the toxicity piece with the voice chat, I'm sure there's some behind-the-scenes talk with Microsoft from Joe and the team there figuring out ways to really institute a strong anti-cheat and a better ban feature where players can't just make a new free account and get right back in and continue playing um, and cheating. I hope that's what they're doing. Again, they're not going to share that because the more they share, the more ammo the cheaters have to build ways around their systems. One item that was brought up that I thought was a really interesting statement that they made, um, which was rare is no longer looking at sea of thieves as a short term project. They're looking at it and planning months and years ahead. Now they want to build this game in a way that keeps it special and they want to, so that is keeping the integrity of the game, right? Keeping that feel of Sea of Thieves. Keeping the pieces of the- Sea of Thieves in that sandbox special, how it's been, why we all love it. It's not a perfect game, but we love it. And they want to keep it special in keeping that Sea of Thieves feel, but also at the same time, giving us new pieces to the sandbox to interact with whether it be new stories and new tall tales or more mechanics like the hourglass in order for us to engage with um, um, something new, right? But I like how they stated what they're doing now is no longer short-term. And I've called it out multiple times on this show in the past that their development seems very much what's next. Let's do that, get it out, who cares what it breaks, what's next? Let's get it out, who cares what it breaks, what's next? And I feel like their approach right now, you know, they delayed the season again, inappropriately stealth delaying the season that sucked. I don't think you should ever do that. But what I can tell is they're looking more of this game, um, in their development process long-term. So that means they're going to look at what content they're releasing And they're going to focus on it being clean and sustainable for the future, which I don't think is an approach that they've taken thus far. Year one, it was really flying by the seat of their pants, trying to get new content out for players who were excited about the game and then started to play the game and it was not much in it. And I don't think um, up until recently they've been able to really catch up because 
every so often we have a season like this season where it's catch up, fix things. I think that's important, but what they need to do is they need to go back to the drawing board on how they are actually developing each and every one of these updates and making sure it's clean, making sure the QA is not just critical failures, but small things as well, making sure they're listening to their insiders and player testers, making sure they're partnering with the Sea of Thieves partners and, you know, utilizing them as well. <clears throat> but internally making sure that when they push content out, it has both new things to do, but also is working on maintaining and fixing the things from the past. <clears throat> and that's how I read into this focusing, not on short term, pushing shit out for the sake of pushing shit out, but focusing on the scalability and longevity of sea of thieves for months and years to come. And the longevity of Sea of Thieves, it all comes down to making sure the code is secure, making sure the code is clean, and making sure not only are we QAing the critical failures, you know, if we're just running it through some sort of algorithm, but also making sure the little things are staying fixed. Bucket reg, food reg, um, um, you know, mermaids, load times, how many ships are on the server, hit registration, which we're going to get to in a minute. But all of these things need to be tested thoroughly before they throw anything out. You can't just take the code and throw it into a, a, into a system and look for critical failures. That's going to tell you big issues. But the problem is what is hurting you is the small issues that keep coming back and the small issues that you can't keep a handle on because they just get overlooked before the code is pushed out. And then we have months before they get fixed. So again, I'm not sitting in the round table um, of Joe Neat. I'm not sitting in the rare development studio to be able to tell you for sure what this long-term thinking is. But if it is a shift from what they're doing up to this point, in my mind, the shift has to be that we're looking to the quality side. We're looking to making sure things are good and clean before we push them out. That's the only thing I can think of what this long-term is because up till now, it doesn't feel like you might have a long-term plan, but you sure don't have a, a scalable dev model to execute a clean long-term plan. So it was nice to hear this. I just want to see what it means um, as details were mum as they usually are. So we'll see what it looks like over the next couple months. Are they going to be more clean? Um, are they going to delay things to make sure it is clean when it comes out? Or are we just going to be in the same cycle we've been in in years where things get fixed and then a month or two later or week later, things are broken again? I hope that's not the case. I hope we're past that and I hope we're working on a brighter future. Just around a year ago, around a year ago, Sea of Thieves talked about hit reg. And they talked about bringing in a team to investigate how to fix hit reg or alternative combat methods, which would replace the current projectile weapon systems of sea of thieves, which because of how the game works with moving ships, moving water, moving players and projectiles, moving bullets, all that combined together makes it a nightmare for servers to process, um, especially when you're dealing with live service games with network lag and all that fun stuff. So 
It's been a year and we haven't heard an update. We were told we were going to get updates on this process, but it's been a year and we haven't heard anything. I was getting to the point where I was just going to write it off. Yep. They said they were going to look into it. Eh, Other things came up. Monkey Island, Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever the case may be. Other things came up that they feel are more important than hit reg, which in my mind at this point, nothing's really more important than getting a core functionality of your game function. But that's, I'm not, I'm not in that exclusive group that talks about that. So they dove into what their findings were, um, on this investigation. And it was determined that hit scan, it worked, it worked, it fixed the issue, but it didn't feel historical. It didn't feel like period weaponry and it didn't feel like sea of thieves. And this wasn't just an internal team discussion that apparently, um, they put hit scan on insiders versions to test some of this stuff out. And so this feedback was not only internal from rare, but it was also coming from the people who are testing on insiders that said, yeah, hit scan is working. It, it's registering your shots, but the game doesn't feel the same anymore. Well, it's not going to feel the same because something's actually working that has been broken for five years, but I can understand playing other games like destiny and other games that have hit scan. I can see why sea of thieves would not feel the same where you don't have to adjust your gun and shots because of projectile fall off and stuff like that. There is a, there is a certain piratey and historical feel that sea of thieves has been able to capture with their projectile system. It's just hard for them to work and maintain because of, again, the foundations of the game, how quick the game was brought up and just how much stuff has been layered on top of it. It breaks and it's broken and it's been broken for a very long time. However, however, don't fret. They said they found during this hit scan review, a breakthrough in a way that they can fix the current projectile system. And Mike said, we will see this implemented later this year. Now we have five months left in the year. Um, so they have five months to get this implemented. And I can say right now, it can't come soon enough. Um, I'm glad they provided us an update. I wish they would have provided us more updates and thank you to captain Logan for actually submitting the question. Hey, where's our update? It's been a year. Thank you for, for asking because honestly, I just wrote it off. We need this. This game needs this because combat is bad. Flat out bad. Cannons feel great. Okay. Naval combat feels good. Pirate to pirate combat feels atrocious. And I'm going to say this right now. Hit reg isn't going to fix how combat feels in Sea of Thieves 100%. It's going to help. It's going to make things more fair. It's going to make things feel better, but it's still not going to make things perfect. And what really irritates me, and I love Mike Chapman. I think he's an outstanding guy. I think, you know, he loves Sea of Thieves. He loves the community. He's, he's working hard, but here's, 
why this really, the statement of historical and period really pissed me off. First off, for a long time here on Pirate Talk Radio, we've referred to Hit Reg as historical weapon accuracy because it's true. These weapons back in the day were not accurate. Sometimes the damn things didn't even fire. Like you could literally be sitting there point blank with a flintlock, pull the trigger, and it doesn't actually fire. It just doesn't go, right? That was very true back in the day. Imagine this game where when you pulled the trigger, there was a 10% chance your bullet didn't even fire. It just clicked and nothing. I bet people would be pissed off about that. But what irritates me the most about saying historical and period is this. Mike, have you ever fired a blunderbuss before? Like a historical period blunderbuss. That's basically having a small cannon on your shoulder. I want to ask you, Mike, since you're so focused on the historical feel and period style weaponry, tell me, Mike, how you can fire a blunderbuss and one second later fire with pinpoint accuracy a sniper rifle, a black powder musket. Okay. Tell me, please, because my dad has a black powder musket. And I can tell you right now with a scope on it, I can tell you right now, if that black powder musket is on my back stowed and I need to fire it, there's no chance in hell that I can flip that gun over my shoulder onto my, onto my, um, onto the shoulder for, for the butt plate, right. To shoot, aim down the scope and fire with a second. I, you can't do it. It's impossible let alone the reload action. If we want to talk about historical and period, I'm sorry, but you've clearly also never fired a flintlock musket because you can't just turn the barrel this way, may drop the ball in, flip it down and look like you're fucking jamming a magazine in there. That's not how it works. It's not, that's not how those guns work. The ball, first off, you squeegee after you shoot, right? After you shoot, you then have to clear the chamber. You then have to take a ball wrapped in, in paper, put it in the end, plunger it down, gunpowder, plunger. I don't know if those orders are correct. I don't really fire guns. I fired the musket before, but th there's plunging that has to go on. Then you have to put the black powder or the cap on the actual thing, cock the gun back, and then fire. Look. Back in the period of the Civil War, which is way further in history than what we're talking about in Sea of Thieves, a, a good, a good person, like a very good infantry person with the gun, it would take them 30, 45 seconds in order to reload their firearm and be ready to shoot again. So don't sit here and say the reason you're not doing hit scan is because it doesn't feel historical or period. Your damn guns don't feel historical and period because you can shoot a blunderbuss, which is a freaking handheld cannon, and then shoot it, bang, one second later have a sniper with pinpoint accuracy. Do not in any way justify your shit 
hit reg code with historical and period. We are trying to be historical and period by fixing hit reg with projectiles. Do not use those words because your weapons in general with the quick quick scoping, quick swapping of weapons where you can fire a gun one second later, fire another gun at pinpoint accuracy. That is not historical in any way, shape or form. None. There is no historical or period things about that. It is physically impossible. Impossible. And then on top of all that, let's talk about ladder juking now that we're on the historical and period conversation, Mike Chapman. Let's talk about ladder juking. I want you to climb up a ladder on a ship that's moving across the waves I want you to pull out a period blunderbuss, fire it with pinpoint accuracy by letting go of the ladder, firing it and grabbing the ladder again and still hold on to the gun. Do it. In fact, I know that not everyone is an athletic person. I don't want them to hurt them, hurt themselves. Go give money to a stunt man and have him try to do it. I'm telling you right now, Just say that you're just trying to fix the damn thing because you want to keep the feel of Sea of Thieves. Don't bring in the words historical or period because your game is not historical and period in any way, shape, or form when it comes to pirate versus pirate combat because you allow quick swapping, you allow ladder juking, you allow jumping and shooting with pinpoint accuracy. None of that is historic or period. You allow these guns to reload in just like two seconds, not historical or period in any way, shape or form. None. That really irritated me. I'm glad they're taking action to make it better. I'm glad it's a long time coming. But when he starts throwing words in there like historical and period and doesn't adjust any of these other issues which have been in the game for a long time that are not historical and not period, the credibility right there, in my mind, tanked. Zero credibility on on, on combat systems. Just say... You're fixing projectiles. You found a breakthrough in projectiles and you're fixing it for the feel of Sea of Thieves. Don't start throwing historical. Don't start throwing period in there. And then more so, my suggestion would be to start looking at these things. There is no way, shape, or form someone should be able to pull a gun out, shoot, pull another gun out within a second and have, a, and, and have that type of accuracy. There's no way, there's no reason for it. There should be a further delay. Quick swapping should be out of the game, period. But there should be a further delay between weapon swapping. And yes, same thing with the sword. You shouldn't be able to fire the blunderbuss and a second later have your sword out. Where's that blunderbuss? Did you drop it on the ground? Well, if you dropped it on the ground, you shouldn't be able to pull it back out and shoot again down down the road. You should have to go back and collect it. They need to do something about the fast combat switching of weapons. Sorry. It, it needs done. 
It needs done. And yeah, there's probably a lot of PVP people that listen to this podcast. I know there is, in fact, that are probably mad at me for saying this, but it needs done. It There's no reason that you should be able to go bang, bang. There's no reason. Zero. Unacceptable. In a game about pirates in the, histor- in, in, in the historical time period that we're in. It's just a video game, Javram. It's just a video game. Okay, then you should be okay with hit reg. In my mind, you can't bitch about hit reg and also you can't bitch about hit reg and wanting that fixed and also be okay with ladder juking and quick swapping. You sh- you can't. You want to go play a game that has hit registration pretty good and allows you to quick swap? Go play Counter-Strike. Go play Valorant, okay? Go ahead. But you can't bitch about hit reg and also be okay with ladder juking, with quick swapping, with the run, jump, gun style in this game. You, you can't. Because it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Hit reg actually does make sense. For these weapons, hit registration actually does make sense. It's just an it's just an unfun playing experience. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's an unfun player experience. But if you're talking about this time period, that that is actually hit register hit registration very accurate because sometimes those damn things didn't even fire, let alone the accuracy that uh, it just wasn't there. It was not there. So this all leads me to why I rage quit on stream because. I am so tired of quick swap weapons, so tired of it. And I'm also tired standing toe to toe someone with blunderbusses. We both fire at the exact same time. I die. They just barely get knocked back and they're still alive. Same distance, aim down sights. I die. They live. And I'm over it. And I'm also so over the quick swap weapon pinpoint accuracy. Pow, pow. It's just not fair. It's not fun. And some people out there might be saying it's a skill issue. No, it's not. Because you can't do it on Xbox. I don't play on Xbox. I'm an old man with slow reflexes. So for me, it is a skill issue. But I'm never going to get that skill. I'm irritated because players in this game who play on Xbox and there's PC players, it's not fair between the two. They should be fair between the two. As close as you can get, they should be fair. There will always be differences because of the style of input, but it should th- that kind of thing they can fix. They can put a delay between weapon swapping to make it more fair. You cannot quick swap on an Xbox. You can't. You can't do it. So the rage quitting was because there were a lot of issues in our final fight that we lost that I rage quit on. There were a lot of issues that we as a crew should have done better. We were disorganized and we were not playing properly. However, my play going against someone and being one blundered when I fire at the same distance from them at the same time as them, that kind of stuff pisses me off. 
that and also trying to fight someone and I get double tapped within a second, that pisses me off. And I can't handle it because it's not right and it's not fair. Period. So I'm glad we're seeing some updates um, with hit registration. It's a long time coming. It was definitely necessary. I hope by the end of the year, we see a combat system that actually works um, consistently. I hope we see that. Uh, And I truly do hope Rare continues to look at their combat system. Um, And again, if we want it to be historical and period, I hope they take the actions to make it more historical and period. Don't use those words if you're not actually going to look at the full system and make it more like that. I'm excited for Legend of Monkey Island. I hope you guys are. Um, I am going to try to record my playthrough of that first tall tale for the YouTube. Uh, just depends on work this week. If I can get it out immediately, um, I'm going to try to do it on Thursday when it releases and get it out by Friday. That's my hope making no promises. Um, but sometime during the weekend, I should have my live reaction playthrough and then we'll talk about, um, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, um, next week. Um, on pirate talk radio, but guys, thank you very much. If you haven't done so already, please do go over to the YouTube. It really does help. Um, even if you don't use YouTube a whole lot, it really does help. If you go to this youtube.com slash at symbol pirate talk radio, or just search for pirate talk radio and, uh, and drop a subscribe on there, drop a like on the videos. It, it really does help. The more likes, the more comments, the more subscribes on the YouTubes, the more the algorithm picks up and the more folks will see it. Please also do come into the pirate talk radio discord. It is the game Legion discord. Uh, it is in the show notes and all any other relevant info is down in the show notes. I hope you guys are excited as me about what's coming for sea of thieves. I hope they continue to work on some of this stuff. Three weeks left in the season. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed again and we'll get to see whatever this new thing is that's coming in season 10. Don't know what it is but it's supposed to be big, like captaincy big, just not as bad as captaincy was. Take care of yourselves, guys, and each other, and I will see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.